Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Here we are, folks. Week 14. It's playoff time. I hope you're in it in your fantasy leagues if you're not. Probably not listening, but I don't want to talk about that. Let's talk about the positive. Let's accentuate the positive. It's week 14. I'm Mike Blewett, your host for Fantasy Sports Today. It's the game day edition, and I'm, I'm joined by my two compadres, Scott Engel and Jim Day, who we'll get to in a moment. Uh, obviously, we kicked it off on Thursday night with a, an all-timer performance. The interesting thing about it, Scotty, uh, and this is Scott Angle. You can find him on Twitter at Scott E. RotoX. He is an FSWA Hall of Famer and the Managing Director of Roto Experts. We'll be using his rankings today in order to go through position by position, who to start, who to sit, and any other relevant information. But the interesting thing, Scott, is it's rare <sighs> It's unlikely that a lot of people played him. There's obviously a few eggs out there, and we've seen have seen screenshots to that end. But the reality is, Derrick Henry has an all timer performance, and he's probably on most people's benches, if not on the waiver wire. Yeah. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Jim. And uh, just played over seventeen percent in uh, in in Yahoo Sports leagues. So you know, there was somebody saying to me on Twitter. Oh, if you had Henry, uh, you likely didn't make the playoffs. That's not true. You know, with some of these injuries, maybe somebody had to pop Derrick Henry in there out of desperation. I think the other point, too, is you can't assume anything. You know, I've even seen on Roto World said, well, congratulations. If you started Henry, you advanced to the semifinals. Uh, look, you know, even the guys, he had a historic game. You really can't assume anything. Now, I'm not saying that the odds aren't against you winning if uh, – odds aren't against you losing if you played against Henry or that you're likely to lose if you have Henry. But, I, you know, I don't think there's a 100% chance that you've won or lost your fantasy game based on one player when you could have Saquon Barkley maybe on the other side today and he could explode for like 35 or 40 points. So, uh, look, while while it doesn't look good, I don't think we can assume anything either. There was a screenshot, Jim, that I saw on Twitter. J.J. Zacharyson, uh, who many of you may know from uh, FanDuel and Number Fire, uh, he and I were going back and forth on Twitter a little bit because he he asked people for screenshots of Derrick Henry uh, fails, uh, so to speak, for lack of a better term. And one guy, one guy sent a screenshot of Derrick Henry and D.D. Westbrook played against him. So he is 66 points in the hole 
and his number one wide receiver is Odell Beckham. So uh, clearly that guy is up a creek without a paddle. But first, I'd like to say hello to you and good morning, Jim. You can find him on Twitter at Fantasy Taz. It's T-A-Z. So uh, a historic night for Derrick Henry. Yeah, it was a crazy week this week. No doubt already off to craziness with that Thursday night game. Come on, how many? I don't know why everybody was sitting. Couldn't you tell that he was going to have more rushing yards against a tough Jacksonville <laughs> defense on Thursday night football than he had in his last six games combined? Yeah. Let's not even get into the fact that he doubled the rushing team touchdowns that Jacksonville has allowed in 12 games previously in one game. We all saw that coming. He's 17 of 238. Yeah, that Jacksonville defense looked really tough. Yeah. He's 17 of 238 with four touchdowns. Uh, his 99-yard touchdown run ties Tony Dorsett's for the longest in NFL history. Can't get any longer. Um, and it is the 10th time since 1950 that a running back has rushed for 200 yards and four touchdowns, Jim, and he did it on the least amount of carries. Yes, carries. He, look, I don't know. I, I keep saying this, been saying this all since it happened. It, it looked like, you know, the Wiley Coyote strapped a rocket on Acme rocket on the back type of game for him. All of a sudden, this kid just came alive and, and went off. I, there was no, no seeing this coming. Luckily, I, I ended up having to start him in two leagues oh. where I had Hunt and Connor. Uh. And didn't really have a choice. It wasn't like I ooh saw this coming. I yeah. didn't have a choice. Sometimes and it just works out. And got lucky. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it just works out like that. So I, I think the last league that I had Derrick Henry in, I had waived him. Um, I I didn't think he was automatically cuttable, only because of the craziness we see at running back. But there really was no path to him starting unless you were in. Uh, gym scenario where you'd lost some other guys and there was sort of nobody left the only other player of note in this game from a fantasy perspective was dd westbrook that i mentioned earlier he goes seven for 88 and a touchdown taywan taylor from the titans caught six passes for 59 yards but as somebody that owns him in some pretty deep leagues he's been injured for a lot of the year and ineffective um neither team threw the i mean excuse me the Titans didn't have to throw the ball that much for obvious reasons. Uh, they were up 16-2 to two at halftime, 30-9 at the end of the third. They just kind of ran the clock out after that. Cody Kessler, 25-43 for 240. Ornette, nothing. Uh, but Westbrook uh, gives you a little bit of life there. The last thing I'll ask, Scott, before we turn up the page is this Jags defense, as Jim mentioned, did have this big reputation. They, they were still effective in some ways. They're, them losing games has been a lot of the offense being ineffective, but they just look tired. I mean, maybe it was a Thursday night game. Maybe it's that they're 13 games in and their offense can't get them, can't keep them off the field, but they look beat in general. Yeah, we was traveling on a short week with some of the speculation and just – you know, they didn't want to tackle Derrick Henry. I looked at Jalen Ramsey on one of those last touchdown runs from Derrick Henry, and he actually faked it. Like, he ran, and then he dove out of bounds. Like, ah, uh-huh. you know, it's just like these guys didn't want didn't want to tackle. It's like they didn't come to play after shutting out Andrew Luck the previous week. Uh, you know, if you talk to somebody like Marshall Falk this morning, you know, 
did the teams really quit? But did they just they didn't they didn't play with any emotion. You figure teams don't quit because guys are still playing for jobs, etc. But Jalen Ramsey doesn't have to play for a job, so maybe maybe the effort isn't there. So sometimes you you have to question the effort. But they just they just got blown off blown off uh, the the defensive line got blown off the ball. And you know Derrick Henry every once in a while he looks a little bit Marshawn Lynch like. Uh, you know maybe they need to feed him more to get him into a rhythm. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, the only other team that I've seen put up a really poor effort like that defensively this year was the Raiders. Um, yeah, in that game against the Niners, I believe, where they just didn't really want to tackle anybody. Uh, I maybe another get, Thursday night game. Yeah, I, I can't. Maybe I'm getting the game wrong. I think that was the Nick Mullins. No, no, you got the, the right. Nick Mullins you, you Niners right. game. Yeah. So they've done it on Sunday too, though. That's so. true. Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, all right. But then so let's they go out and play Kansas City strong last week. Yeah, really That's weird. A rivalry. Yeah, it's just weird that they were able to put up that many points, though, after not being able to do that for weeks and weeks. So, uh, all right, it is week 14. It is your fantasy playoffs. Uh, speaking of play, I'm, by the way, for those of you listening to us on Fantasy Sports Radio, we appreciate it. Uh, if you're on TuneIn and iHeart, great. Uh, Armed Forces Radio Network uh, as well. So, uh, thank you for that. Uh, we'll be here until 10 o'clock, and we'll be going. And hit us up on Twitter if you have any questions. So at uh, FNTSY Radio, I'm at Mike Blewett. Scott is Scott E at Scott E Roto X, and Jim is at Fantasy Taz TAZ. So uh, uh, NFL playoff scenarios are upon us as well, Jim. The Rams have already clinched the NFC West divisional title, and the Saints are going for the NFC South divisional title today so uh the, what the rams have going on against chicago is still pretty important they get a first round bye if they win today the rams do yeah they clinch a first round uh, bye with a with a win today because it would it would catch oh, a first round bye okay yes. okay yeah for some reason i was thinking of the, the, no, no, home field advantage well, not yet yeah, obviously thinking, the saints are yeah, too close okay. so they'd clinch a first okay, round yeah, bye and the saints I mean. would clinch the, the divisional title Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, beyond that, uh, on the AFC side of thing, the Chiefs clinch a playoff berth with a win or, or a tie. There's a few other scenarios where they can get it as well. Uh, the Pats clinch the AFC East divisional title with a win because they will. Um, they're up against Miami today. Houston actually clinches the AFC South divisional title. Scott, if they beat the Colts today, and they're on a nine-game win streak. Yeah, it's the longest winning streak of any team that's ever started 0-3. And on the Roto Experts in the morning, I predicted them to represent the AFC in the uh, in the Super Bowl. And after three weeks, I was like, oh, where goes that? I'm wrong. I guess like, well, I'm wrong, I'm wrong again, you know, because uh, it's amazing when you, you talk, people make their Super Bowl predictions time, this time of the year. Nobody's including the Texans. I agree. They're still not. They're still non-believers. I, I'm probably one of them, but I, I concede that uh, they're playing a winning brand of football right now, and I, I trust the QB. I trust the defense. They're playing a winning brand of football against lesser teams. That's true. Let's see. No, I, I understand, Scott. they got to play the schedule they've been given. That's not their problem. you got to still win those games. I get all that. Let's see you know what team, when teams team. go thirteen and three, you know how many bad teams they they beat. Uh, it's the good teams beat who they're supposed to beat. Uh, yeah, but the Chargers. You, but, uh, let, let me jump in here for a sec. The Chargers and the Texans are both nine and three. The quality of the Chargers wins, especially what they did in Pittsburgh, is far more impressive than what the Texans did. And I think that's why you're seeing people lean towards teams like that. In fact, I would argue, I, I tried to do this last week, that and uh, this is before everything that went down. 
the Chargers might be the most complete team in the AFC. doesn't mean that the Texans don't have a chance, but the Chargers are extremely tough right now, and they're getting, they seem to be getting better uh, as the year goes on. So, uh, Jim, they're the last team with something on the line today. They, they clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Miami loss. There's a bunch of other stuff that has to go on, but they have an opportunity to clinch today. Uh, and going on the road against Cincinnati, the Chargers are looking pretty darn good right now. Yeah, I kind of love this Chargers team. This is one of the teams I picked in the preseason to go to Super Bowl. Them against the Rams. So, Good actually liking my chances so far. Yeah, playing pretty well. You want to know my uh, Super you know, Bowl I'm just hoping matchup Rivers was? finally gets his. <laughs> Tennessee. It's amazing how the narrative changes in one week, but these are the Chargers. It's like one week they'll lose to the Broncos, and, you know, the next week they'll beat the Steelers in Pittsburgh. You know, they're very they're very schizophrenic. I, I don't trust Phillip Rivers deep into the playoffs. Um, I'm not. Philip Rivers is the only quarterback in the league who's thrown multiple touchdowns every single game in the season. Yeah, he's a great regular season quarterback. Um, well, hey, look, the, the one difference with this season compared to other seasons is all the other seasons they got off to a slow start and battled back to try and get into the playoffs. This year they've been dominating from the get go. So you know, a different team. I mean, they're, they're it's still losses. regular season. Philip Rivers has never won a big playoff game until until otherwise proven. Um, Until he does it once. Everybody has to do it once. And how long is his career and he hasn't done it once? Okay, well, he hasn't. (laughs) So you're just saying you're going to throw him out. I'm not going to throw him out. All I'm saying is. No, what what I'm saying is I'm not going to throw him out. I'm not saying the Chargers could win the AFC. I'm just saying, you know, they're not my personal favorite to do it. You know, you're a guy who would rather have Philip Rivers than Eli Manning, which baffles the crap out of me when Eli Manning has had two great postseasons and, and Philip Rivers has never won a big game in his life. You know what I think they need help from, Jim? I think they need the Ravens to beat the Chiefs today and make that thing tight so that they're like neck and neck. Heading into these last three weeks, that would make weeks. it real interesting, no doubt. Yeah, I, 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 I don't agree with Scott, but I don't know that I trust them to stay on the road and win these games. That's the only thing, and I know they don't have a home field advantage, quote unquote, but it does matter. It does matter if they have to get on a flight, go a couple thousand miles somewhere to go play. What they did against the Steelers, obviously, was really impressive. That had never been done oh, against yeah. the Steelers in over 75 years so clearly they did something unique but can they do it again i i they they just proved to me that they can do it i don't know that they can keep doing it into january and 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 everything else so we have a lot on the line with these games today obviously you listening have a lot on the line so we got all kinds of milestones i got some trivia for these guys today so we're going to have a lot of fun with it. And I, I think we mentioned a couple of the really a premium matchups. So I'll, I'll send the one over to you, Jim. Rams-Chicago, that's a really big one in the NFC. You got the Rams that are favored. Bears coming off a weird loss to the Giants. But a lot on the line for both teams. And Chicago really needs to kind of prove their worth today to some people. Especially after losing the Giants. Totally agree with that. Um, you know, it, it really comes down to this. They do get Trubisky back, which is definitely a big help. Uh, they need to establish themselves as a, a true force again. You know, the defense started out great, then slid a little bit. Now they're starting to get back into form again. Uh, we're seeing, you know, them come around. And, you know, meanwhile, the Rams defense is going the opposite way. 
uh, over the last five weeks. They're 32nd against opposing quarterbacks and points allowed, 31st against opposing wide receivers, 26th against opposing tight ends, 23rd against opposing running backs. So, you know, Chicago should be able to put up some offense here, especially at home. This could be a really interesting game. And, you know, the Rams, like you said, playing for that, you know, first round bye is big. You love to have that first round bye. It's going to be a really good game. And, you know, luckily it's a Sunday night game, so we all get to watch. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, uh, 30 seconds on uh, one of the Except other games. Except for those that- of us who are hosting. Yeah, I, I was thinking that just as I was saying it, Scotty. I'm like, except us. Except yeah, us. Except you and me, yeah. His voice is cracking. He's upset. Except us. Um, all right, so I'll list off real quick. You're, you're headed into your playoff games with, with these guys out. Odell, A.J. Green, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Kareem Hunt, obviously, on Johnson, Matt Breida, Emmanuel Sanders, Sammy Watkins, Cooper Cup, Greg Olson, Jack Doyle, and that's only a few. We'll list the rest on the other side of the break. It's FST Game Day Edition. We'll be right back. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. back <clears throat> fst talking about everything today to help you win these playoff matchups and trust me like you're, you're not alone we got we got issues on our teams too i was talking about that poor guy that lost uh had uh derrick henry and dd westbrook going against him but and 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 uh, losing Odell, but I can tell you, I'm in a league with Scott Engel actually, and Scott got a bye, and he had a good season. I I think he went uh, ten and three or something. Scott, is that right? Yeah, ten and three in most points for the second year in a row. And I I was ten. I think I went ten and three as well. I missed out most points at Scott by nine, and by nine points total. I I was in the lead the whole year and I lost it in week thirteen. Um, and I had a lot of success. The first seven weeks, I think I had the highest points for like the You first, were the best team in the league, yeah. Yeah, like I crushed it for the first seven or eight weeks. I was high score most weeks, and um, it, a lot of it was James Conner, but also my wide receiving core was Adam Thielen, A.J. Green, Cooper Cup, and Marvin Jones. So I just rattled off four of the five guys I rattled off. Three of them are out for the year, and one of them isn't playing today. We may not see him for a couple of weeks in, in Connor. So I lose the bye, and I'm, I'm throwing out Jalen Samuels. And I, my other receiver, I saw, Jim, that Seth not Roberts bad. is, like, questionable. Like, I need Seth Roberts to play today. And if he doesn't, i got to throw Cordero Patterson out there. So I get it. You know, 
you can you can only ride as yeah, high. We're not allowed to make any more moves in that league. Yeah, right. So I I totally understand what all of you are going through, and I, I'm frustrated as well. There, frankly, there just isn't. There's only so much you can do in those scenarios. I, I try to back people up and and do my best, but um, when you lose the firepower of some of those guys, um, it's going to take you're going to take a beating. But I remember saying to you guys probably six or seven probably six weeks ago, like, am I wrong to be like cautious about this? And I wasn't celebrating or anything. I wasn't taking victory laps, but I was just worried. The other shoe might sounded drop. like you were well in a couple of uh, leagues, <laughs> like the other shoe dropped it. You know, I'm just, I'm toast. So, um, good luck to Scott. I, I, I can't see a scenario in which Thank I you. win that league anymore. Uh, but, um, good luck to you and we'll see. Hopefully I, I just, I just want to get, it would be very Look, disappointing. It happened, it happened to me a few, a few years ago, too. I started off like gangbusters. Yeah. First years of the Greenwich Street Tavern League, I had injuries, and uh, I collapsed. Yeah. So, so, you know, been there, too. So I, I just hope I get out of this week. It, it's There's there's something that'll be, even if I won't win a dime, it's something that'll be at least satisfying with getting to the semifinals in something like this, just so I can say, well, it's not a total season lost. I just got bounced in the semifinals, you know, like losing the bye and losing in the first round of um, the playoffs would be a bummer. So um, as we do every week, we will go to Scott's rankings. Uh, well, before I do that, actually, I apologize. I didn't do this from the top, but I did. I was rattling off a whole bunch of players that um, are not available today. So I want to continue because Jim gave me a, a more complete list. So uh, I mentioned those guys right before the break, the Odell's and the Connors and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, per Jim, these are some of the other guys that are also out. Pierre Garçon, Dontrell Inman, and we mentioned these guys because they can be important when we're talking about the level of injuries that we're experiencing right now. Mo Ali Cox, uh, Colts tight end. Deshaun Jackson is out, so Chris Godwin and Adam Humphreys owners just be on alert. Jonu Smith uh, was out, so Graham Gano, the kicker for the Carolina Panthers, is out today. They signed Chandler Catanzaro, so keep that in mind. You will have to make a kicker change if Graham Gano was your kicker. Uh, Cleveland cornerback Denzel Ward will be out, so uh, be on alert if you have DJ Moore or conceivably Devin Funches. And a big injury. Well, DJ might, Moore, Moore, it affects more. He would have probably been on more most of this game. I agree. And Xavier, um, and the last guy is Xavier Howard. Xavier uh, Howard's numbers against opposing wide receivers for the last year and a half have been outstanding. So that is a big loss for Miami. And I would imagine, Jim, that this impacts Josh Gordon owners more than anybody else. Is that fair? I agree with that as well. Yeah, I think Josh Gordon's in for a big game. Uh, questionable guys, Rashad Penny, Chad Williams, Seth Roberts, Matt Stafford, Bruce Ellington, Doug Martin, Danny Amendola, Josh Doxson. I think Amendola is not going to make it, but um, we'll see. Yeah, that's what the last I heard, too. It, uh, it doesn't look good for him. So that that puts um, Devontae Parker and Kenny Stills in a better light. I saw light. a report that he was going to play. Oh, really? All right, so we'll, we'll get, yeah. clar- we'll get clarity on that. You guys talk. Yeah. Okay, we'll get clarity on that one. So uh, game time decisions, true game time decisions. A tough one is at Doug Baldwin tomorrow night. Uh, Kiki Kuti, who's game time decision every week. And then T.Y. Hilton is a game time decision. So that could impact a lot in that game against the Texans, Scott. 
Yeah, and uh, we had Dr. A on Roto Experts in the morning like we do every Friday. And, uh, you know, with Hilton, it's just like he's worried about his history of injuries. And if you have Hilton, he'd, he'd say – he said, uh, you know, he's worried about him getting re-injured again. You know, he just gets so banged up. If I mean, if he plays, you have to start him. Yeah. You know, people would, people would say, oh, unless there's reports of being on a snap count or – being a decoy, you have to play the guy. You know, people will worry and say, well, what if he's on a snap count? What if he's a decoy? You can't worry about that unless that's actually reported. Uh, true. Uh, okay, so we'll get into the rankings uh, right now. This is Scott's rankings. You find him on in the exclusive Edge package on rotoexperts.com. Uh, he does these every week. And QBs, no surprise, Pat Mahomes comes out as number one. You know, he's got 40 touchdowns. Uh, 41 touchdowns on the season. He leads the NFL. He ranks second in the NFL in passing yards. So with 77 passing yards today, Scott, Mahomes would join pro football, two pro football Hall of Famers, as the only first or second year quarterbacks in NFL history to pass for at least 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns in a single season. Which guys are those? Your trivia yeah, question. those are Peyton Manning nope. and uh, Tom Brady, 2013 and 2007. No, uh, I think you got the wrong. No, you, you got the wrong question. So, first or second year quarterbacks? <laughs> right answer, wrong question. That's yeah. right. First or second year quarterbacks in NFL history to pass for at least 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns in a single season. Jim, feel free to jump. Marino's got to be one of that them. That is one of them. How about Kirk? How about Kurt Warner? Boom. Look at these guys. Once they get the question, once they understand the question, they get it right off the bat. So, yeah, Marino did it yeah. in 84. He had 5,000 yards and over 40 touchdowns. And Kurt Warner did it in 99. Marshall Fox teammate, actually. Uh, so he did it in 99. Wasn't Marino's rookie year 83? Well, it was the question was first or second year quarterback. So, yes, you're oh, right. First that or is his second. Rookie, okay, yeah. Uh, his rookie quarterback year was 83 because yeah. he was class of 83. But he did it in 84. So, yeah. Um, so there you go. Mahomes with a lot of milestones on the line today. Drew Brees comes in at number two at Tampa, trying to exact revenge and trying to clinch a playoff berth. Ben Roethlisberger comes in at number three. I think there could be an assumption there, Jim, that with Connor out, people are trying to figure out Jalen Samuels, Stephen Ridley. I think one thing you could assume, however, is that the Raiders aren't any good against the pass. The Steelers might see an uptick in passing today. Trust Roethlisberger with the ball, maybe more than grinding it out with Samuels and Ridley. Is that fair? Oh, I expect him to have a, a decent, pretty big game in the, in this one. You know, Oakland's twenty seventh uh, over the last five weeks against opposing quarterbacks. You know, put up uh, put up a decent first half against Kansas City that way, but then they just popped it off at the, the second half. So, um, yeah, I expect Roethlisberger, even with the you know on the road issues and having to travel all the way to the West Coast, I, I still think Ben has a big game here. Uh, continue. Yeah, those home road splits have kind of been blown out of the water this year too. Yeah, people well, this year, up that. until this year, it was very real. This yeah. year, he's playing a lot better on the road. Yeah, and he's got to limit the interceptions. Really the anymore. only guy in the league with more interceptions than him is Sam Darnold, so, uh, who is back today, by the way. Uh, Andrew Luck comes in at number four. Jameis at number five in uh, what we expect to be a pretty up-tempo game. Uh, Phillip Rivers at six, the guy that Scott thinks can't win big games. Cam Newton at number seven. Deshaun Watson at eight. Uh, Mitch Trubisky back in the mix here. Uh, important note. Uh, that he's a guy uh, that has been out, expected to play. I, I, I'll give you, I give you some game time decisions, but guys that are expected to play, Trubisky heads the list along with Isaiah Crowell, Chris Carson, Michael Gallup, Stefan Diggs, Jimmy Graham, 
Randall Cobb, Evan Ingram, and Julio Jones. So Mitch back in the mix here, Scott. Uh, and going up against the Rams, obviously we got the high-profile game and everything, but going up, coming back against the Rams' defense, uh, that can pressure him. Uh, what are your thoughts? You still like him here, obviously, in your top ten. Yeah, they'll, they'll pressure him, but he's mobile. Uh, still Aaron Donald will get his, but the Rams are 21st against opposing quarterbacks, allowing 18.5 fantasy points per game. Uh, I might have him ranked a little higher, but Dr. Ray from Inside Injury says, you know, tempering your expectations a little bit. He's coming back a little bit early from the shoulder injury, but they really need this game. And, uh, you know, it's hard to rank, not rank Trubisky top 10 based on what he's done this year. Next one is Aaron. I just want to add one one point. Can I add a quick point to that? The Rams defense. Over the last five games, they're actually the worst team in the league against opposing quarterbacks, number 32nd. Um, so they, they are definitely trending down 31st over the last five weeks against opposing wide receivers as well. Uh, so Did they get one of the quarterbacks top t- today, though? Back today, though? I think that's interesting. Uh, I will find that. out for you. Yeah. We'll keep going. Yeah. Jim, Jim will look it up. So Aaron Rodgers comes in at number 10. In DFS, Aaron Rodgers, specifically on DraftKings, is only $6,000. So he has really been popping in a lot of the optimals on Daily Roto because you have Joe Philbin, who now steps in. It's been the coordinator, obviously. Joe Philbin steps in as the head coach. He's been a very, historically, an extremely pass-happy coach. Um, while it didn't, the fruits of his labor didn't really bear out uh, for the first tw- 12 games this year, I get the sense maybe that with Atlanta coming into town, you got a clean slate. This could be an opportunity for Aaron Rodgers, Scott, to maybe um, have a signature Aaron Rodgers stat field game. You know, it's worth taking a shot out of the tournaments more than, say, seasonal. You know, I'd rather you say Deshaun Watson in a a seasonal because some people – well, I I don't think a lot of people actually have that sort of choice. I'd rather use Trubisky in a close call, for instance. Uh, But the Falcons are uh, NFC worst uh, 22.3 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. You know, there's every reason to take take a shot in it daily and run a stack with Devontae Adams, maybe, and, and Aaron Jones. And I think there's every reason to speculate that because, as Daily Roto points out, you know, the Dolphins never ranked uh, better than 14th uh, running the ball. When Philbin was the, was uh, with Miami, you know, he likes to pass. And maybe they will open things up. But, you know, there's the other part of it, too. Other than Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham, who's been very up and down and still playing with a cast, who does he have to go to? You know, that's that's the other problem there. So they can try to open things up, but do they really have the playmakers? It's a good matchup. So I think it's definitely worth it in a tournament DFS to run that Green Bay stack. I think Pittsburgh and Green Bay are my favorite stacks of the day. But in seasonal, in the playoffs, you know, you haven't seen it yet. You want, you want to see it happen before you predict it'll happen. So there's a difference between how you employ it in seasonal and how you do it in DFS. His opponent, Matt Ryan, will come in at number 11 in Scott's rankings. Jared Goff at 12. Russ Wilson at number 13. Lamar Jackson at number 14. He's got uh, some DFS uh, value again today as well. Up against Kansas City, but Lamar Jackson, 3-0 in his three starts. Going for 4-0 uh, in a very tough assignment. But obviously he's giving you a re- really good floor with his rushing stats. Um, and Lamar Jackson right on the fringe of uh, QB1 right now. So Kirk Cousins comes in at number 15. 
And then Baker Mayfield at number 16, he has thrown at least one touchdown pass in each of his first nine NFL starts, Jim. He'd become the third quarterback in the Super Bowl era to record at least one touchdown pass in each of his first 10 career starts. So your second trivia question here, let's see how you guys do. If he does it today, he'd be the first quarter, third quarterback in the Super Bowl era, record at least one touchdown pass in each of his first 10 career starts. Who are the other two? Peyton Manning. Uh, neither of those guys are right. No? No. Russell Wilson? Nope. Man, I'm having a hard time with You guessed one of them before. It's probably... Dan Marino. The other one. Kurt Warner did it in 1999. <laughs> Kurt Warner. Oh, okay. Yeah. The other one is a lot harder. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm gonna let you guys yeah, off the hook. Blank, yeah. How about uh, Minnesota quarterback in 96-97? It's harder to even Minnesota remember Minnesota quarterback in 96-97. Dante Culpepper? No. Uh, Brad Johnson no, no, actually no, did yeah. it. Jump Brad. Oh, my God. Yeah, I never would have guessed that in a million <laughs> yeah, years. That's a hard one. So, <laughs> uh, so Baker comes in at number 16. You know, obviously, he's played pretty well here. I think Cleveland's got to feel good about where they're at. How about this game against Carolina, a team that is reeling about as much as anybody in the league? I'll throw Washington in there as well, but that's due to major injury issues. Um, going up against this Carolina team that's really kind of trying to save their season, Jim. Hey, I love Cleveland in this matchup. I love May- Mayfield. I have him a lot higher than Scotty does this week. Look, the, the kid got off to a terrible start last week, three interceptions in the first half, and then came out in the second half and looked calm and cool and, you know, not what you expect from a rookie quarterback that threw three interceptions in the first half. Ended the game strong, almost threw for 400 yards. I, I love him in this matchup against the Carolina defense that's just reeling right now. That you, you guys, Scott was talking about one of his favorite stacks. I love him. Love using the, the Cleveland stack this week. Uh, him and Landry, and then on the other side, come back with McCaffrey. Uh, I've been trying to do that a lot. I, I love this matchup against his Carolina team this week. And, and one other guy I really want to talk about, you know, everybody's still loving on Lamar Jackson and his rushing. What happens if Kansas City gets up to a lead? Um, if they get out to a lead, you know, I just don't think Lamar Jackson brings that much to the table at that point. He's not going to be able to throw enough to get them back in the game, in a game that they need to win to stay in the playoff hunt. Do you, either of you guys worry about Joe Flacco coming in at some point if they're playing from behind? No, because it's not like Joe Black Flacco's built to, you know, pass a team into it. I think, I think if Lamar they get behind, Lamar Jackson could be a combination of running and passing and give you some nice fantasy upside. I don't think they'll catch up enough, but I think you throw two touchdown passes and, and run from another. And to your point about Mayfield, uh, it's not like don't like him. It's just, you know, quarterback is just so darn deep, you know, with 32 teams being there. The only thing I would probably disagree with you, but then again, it is daily, so maybe you could turn out right. But uh, And I'm thinking this through as I speak about it, just like, uh, I'm, I'm not ready to plug in Jarvis Landry after one good game. Jim, the only way the only way I think I, I, the scenario you described is that if Jackson played poorly to get them there, like three picks in the first half, and then they, they need some somebody stable to come in there. But if it's just that the defense is giving up touchdowns, I think Lamar will get an opportunity to bring them back into it. I, I'd side more with Scott than that, but I understand what you're saying. Uh, Tom Brady going for a touchdown today. He had the most touchdown passes in NFL history. Scott has him ranked 19th going up against the Miami defense. So we'll come back. 
We'll do running backs. Maybe put a bow on the QBs and do the running backs after the break. It's Mike Scott and Jim on FST. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It's a great song to get us pumped up on a Sunday morning. Yeah, it is. Great job, Shawnee Bay. You know what's also great? Is Bet DSI. You can capitalize on all the on-field action at Bet DSI with a user-friendly mobile site, web interface, and the fastest payouts in the industry. So from the upcoming NFL games today to college football bowl games, which are upon us next week, to the next big soccer match, which I actually watched a little bit of soccer yesterday. I don't get an opportunity to do it much anymore, but my team, Chelsea, beat Manchester City. Huge win. Uh, I couldn't watch any soccer yesterday. I was too busy watching the curling world championships. Well, I, I, I can't say that that's not at least a little interesting. But anyway, they have wagering options for all these sports, Jim. Great transition. Uh, any sport you can think of. So you can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Dane Martinez tells me some guy, Nick, is going to win Survivor, so I, I have to trust him. Although, based on his fantasy football picks, maybe I shouldn't trust him. I'm oh, just kidding, Dane. <laughs> anyway, get an edge and utilize live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, so you capitalize on in-game circumstances. I know our friend Mike Cardano is a big fan of the in-game wagering. So utilize your DFS skills without the constraints of salary caps and wager on player props. We're going to be doing a lot of player props today. I skipped them on QBs, but we'll get to them in a minute. There's just a lot of ways to make money. Use the promo code FNTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% deposit bonus, bonus deposit match. And then once you've opened up your account, go to dailyroto.com and click on contact us to send us your bet DSI username. Once you do that, we'll give you one month of Daily Roto access totally free. So that's access to all sports tools and optimizers. Head on over and open your account at BetDSI today to win on so many levels. Promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match and one month free to DailyRoto.com. I want to describe that very quickly one more time. Promo code FNTSY101 on BetDSI. You get the 100% bonus deposit match and take that username, contact us on dailyroto.com, send it over. We'll give you one month free of dailyroto.com, which I talk about all the time. Is one of so there you go. Wow, what a great deal. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, all right, so Jim, you had a question about Josh Allen. I do, I do. I, you know, everybody's still talking about Lamar Jackson, his rushing ability, yada, yada, yada. Still, nobody's talking about Josh Allen. Uh, two great rushing weeks, got his yep. name right up there. Actually, Agreed. the last two weeks, he's been the number one quarterback in both weeks for fantasy. 
Nobody's still talking about Josh Allen. Everybody still has him low on the list against a team that he should be able to run against today with the Jets because, you know, let's face it, the Jets are going to blitz him out crazy. They always do. And he's going to be able to escape those a lot of those blitzes and run for yardage. I, I, I love Josh Allen this week. I actually like him more than I like Lamar Jackson because on top of it, he could throw better. <laughs> I, I, have, I have three spots in my lineup ranks uh, actually behind Jackson. So they're, they're pretty close for me. You've got to give the guy credit. 234 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown the last two games. But I, I think I kind of disagree with how they're going to attack him. You know, after seeing on film the last two weeks, I think they're going to have to play more containment. Well, Lamar Jackson, you know what's coming and you can't stop it. Now that he's done it for two weeks, I want to see what can happen now that defenses know that Josh Allen can do this. You know, can they contain him more? So I'm a little, just a tiny little bit more skeptical on him than I that I am on Lamar Jackson. Well, here, let, let me let me throw this at you real quick. Um, over... Over uh, over the season, Josh Allen has had three top five fantasy games. Okay? Aaron Rodgers has only had three. Ben Roethlisberger's only had two. Tom Brady's only had one. Phillip Rivers has only had one. Matt Stafford hasn't had any. He's had three. Nobody's talking about him. I don't get it. Uh, no, no it's 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 a it's a good point. Yeah. You know, it's uh, just my line play the whole year. Up there, he's there missed are sixteen guys I like better than he him. missed. Uh, the, the thing, a month the thing, the thing with Josh Allen is though, I think that there really isn't a, a perceptible floor there that people worry that he could turn around and have a really bad game. I don't see it happening today, though. I mean, just me yeah, personally. Me either I really don't. Yeah, you're talking about a, a Jets team that's on a six loss. You know, streak here. They're just not playing good football. And Josh has only started. I like him seven as a daily play, but who would you stack him with? Oh, I wouldn't you stack him with to. anybody on that team. Maybe McCoy. Uh, maybe I take the shot. Zay on Jones, if anybody. Zay Jones is actually uh, an interesting. Punt, is actually an interesting punt play today. But to Jim's point about the rushing yards, you don't need to stack him um, if you were going to throw him in it because he's providing his own floor. You could just get some salary relief and run it, as they like to say, yeah, to Roto, naked Allen. You know, they used to do, talk about naked, naked Joe Flacco or naked Russell Wilson. You can oh and DFS. You could do naked Josh <laughs> Allen because uh, he's. I'm not never going to get that picture out of my head now. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, I do oh do what I do. So, um, all right. So, <laughs> going over to exactly. uh, really quickly on the player props, um, QB rushing. How about this? Lamar Jackson's an 83 and a half. Gee whiz. That's really high. I wouldn't do that. I'll go over. That's the only chance they're going to have to win is if he can get going on the ground. Let's face it. He's not going to do it through the air. I don't uh, care who he's playing. Kevin Josh Allen at is, home is a much different defense than they are on the road. And Josh Allen's only 38 and a half. That's amazing. Again, that's my best bet of the week. I, I can't see him not going over 38 and a half. I'm with you. This is this is a bet I pretty yeah. much guarantee is a, a loser. But then again, every time I think that, then my other side is thinking, what does Vegas know that we don't? Yeah, like what are the you know, Jets they're, they're, stats? Pick such a low number. Containing QB <laughs> uh, rushing. I, I don't even know. Um, all right. I, I well, think the perception up- of Josh Allen is that, you know, it's more than like – People expect it from Lamar Jackson. They, they, I, I think people are like, in, in general, and I'm not saying whether it's right, 
Jim, it's that they view it more as an anomaly, not something they can trust with Josh, uh, Josh Allen on a regular and, basis. And I, and I get that. My, I, I do have some concern that if he doesn't rush that much, then, of course, you're not getting the, the numbers you want. But the way the offense has been moving the last two weeks, the fact that they discarded Benjamin and Holmes, you know, and, and now you're looking at Robert Foster and Zay Jones as your top two wide receivers. I just think it's really going to come into play. And not only that, with him rushing, it's actually opening it up a little bit for McCoy as well. I, I don't see them getting away from that formula that seems to be working right now when, you know, they are on the outside, but they are still looking at a possible, you know, playoff race here after the way they got started. I, I don't know. I think this is two teams going in different directions and I think Buffalo stomps on the Jets again. All right, I'll give you one I'll give you one more a QB player prop because we gotta do running backs. Um I'm gonna do a fun one here. Mark Sanchez one seventy seven and a half, Scotty, what do you say? Under <laughs> uh, uh all right I had I had Roll, rolling the Giants defense again this week. I love you, Sanchez. Okay, I wait, wait. I do have to ask you. You know, he's known for the butt fumble, of course. Yeah. But did you see the play last week where he actually made the butt fumble recovery? Uh, I I, maybe, I must have missed that. Yeah, <laughs> ball was, ball was flopping around. He he had his back to it, and the ball was basically against his butt. And he reached his hand back and pushed it up against his butt and got the fumble. Redemption. <laughs> so he's had sweet, both. Yeah, he's sweet had both. redemption for Mark Sanchez. Sweet butt redemption. So, uh, all right, I'm not going to touch that one. I was so. laughing my ass off when that happened. <laughs> uh, all right, so running backs. We're going to start it off with Todd Gurley. Uh, he comes in at number one at Chicago. Chris McCaffrey, whose numbers have just been filthy the last couple of weeks. Um, he's really like, he's making a push to be the top running back in fantasy football if he gets on a little bit of a a playoff run here for everybody. The last two weeks have well, been incredible. One quick point. Since week six, he is actually the NFL's top reception leader. 56 receptions since week six. Crazy. Um, he's, been, he's been awesome. No, no doubt about it. So um, Saquon Barkley comes in at number three. Zeke Elliott at four. Alvin Kamara at five. Nick Chubb at six. Philip Lindsay at seven. Ornette at eight. Uh, um, that, that ain't going to happen. James White at 9, Joe Mixon at 10. Uh, I saw a stat yesterday, guys. There are two running backs with over 900 yards that have not fumbled this year. Which two guys is it? I just named both of them in that top 10. Philip Lindsay. I don't think Correct. he's fumbled. Uh, uh, who else hasn't Saquon fumbled? Barkley? Boom! Look at you guys on fire. Oh, That's both go. of them. Yeah, cool. So, yeah. I, mean, I did give you a little bit of limited thing here, but there's also only five guys with over 900 yards. So, how tough was it? Anyway, you got it right. So, I give you credit. So, yeah, those two guys over 900 yards have well, not thanks fumbled. Thanks for yet. that. Yeah, I'm just saying. I said, I say, nice job. I mean, you guys got two of the questions so far. That Brad Johnson question. Yeah, but uh, then you, guys, then you, you told it now. Oh, yeah. Well, we only gave you a limited list. <laughs> Philip Lindsay, the greatest undrafted running back of. If we've ever seen, you know what's crazy? Yeah, really. I'll tell you what, it's crazy. So in the one league where I didn't James, Con- where I didn't get James Connor, I'd been kicking myself because I talked about it a lot in August, and I strategized in every league. I went out and got him. The one league where I didn't get him, I picked up Philip Lindsay um, after week one, and it's a keeper league. Nice. And I'll get oh, there him. There you go. Beautiful. I'll get him in round 13 next year. 
because of that. Sweet. How crazy is that? I, and I was kicking myself over the Connor thing, almost not realizing for a while that I had Lindsay there um, that I could have for years to come. He's, as Scott said, he's just been unbelievable, and he's gonna, he should top a thousand yards by the end of the day today, going up against the Niners. So, uh, David Johnson comes in at number eleven, Aaron Jones at twelve, uh, Lamar Miller at thirteen, Gus Edwards at fourteen. You have Jalen Samuels there at fifteen, Michelle at sixteen, Tariq Cohen at seventeen, lower than I would have expected, Eckler at eighteen. Dalvin Cook at 19, Spencer Ware at 20. I'll stop it there because there's a whole bunch of names in here which are guys that we're needing to use because of the time of year it is and who we've lost. So I'll pose it to you first, Jim. Jalen Samuels, Stephen Ridley, how worried are you about them sharing the ball? Oh, very. I definitely think they're going to share the ball. I, I think, uh, you know, at the very least, Ridley's probably going to take the goal line carries, and he probably will take some early down work from Samuel. I, you know, I, I like, I still like Samuel more in PPR leagues. Uh, no doubt he should, you know, catch quite a few passes. We are doing PPR morning. rankings, but I should that, note that. Yeah, right. So I, I do like him that way. And, of course, if you're in a Yahoo league and can use him at tight end, you, you know, unless you have one of the top four, you pretty much want to jump all over that. Um, but, uh, you know, there is some concern with Ridley there. But, you know, he should still have a, a really solid game, uh, but I am concerned. Scott, I made, I made a huge mistake last week. It was in part because um, we had a little bit of a snafu here in the studio, and as I was going through my lineups, I, accident- I, I neglected to put Tariq Cohen in for Sony Michelle. It cost me a game and first place and a bye. Um, you have them ranked right next to one another. What are your sort of outlooks for those two guys today? Michelle going up against Miami, Cohen against the Rams. You love Tariq Cohen. You have him a little bit lower today than you normally have, ha- have him on a week-to-week basis. Well, the, the Dolphins are just really, really bad against opposing running backs. You know, they, uh, you know, they, they actually rank uh, 26, and they look worse. Uh, 27.9 fantasy points per game allowed to opposing running backs. So I think even if Sony Michelle uh, shares some carries there, that you know he could still get in the end zone once or twice and still get to 100 yards. Uh, you know, how much is he really going to share? James White is in the passing game. Rex Burkhead did get seven carries last week, but you know maybe that just helps. That just helps Michelle stay fresh. But he still gets 15 to 16 carries, I think. He can make the most of those. So I'm not really concerned about him. I think he's a good play today. Uh, as far as Tariq Cohen, you know, uh, look, Dane says, why don't you have him higher? The only thing with Tariq Cohen is the ceiling is very high, but there's no floor there. And, you know, that's what I get concerned about with Tariq Cohen. If I knew he had a floor, he'd rank sure for f- f- for higher, sure. And the thing with Jalen Samuels, why I have him is where he is. I'm not believing all this Stephen Ridley talk. To me, Stephen Ridley is there as insurance, veteran insurance, in case Samuels doesn't play well. But this is Stephen Ridley we're talking about. This guy is a mediocre journeyman. You know, I I can't see him siphoning more than like six carries, if that. It's Stephen Ridley. It's like I'm not picking him up in any leagues. I'm not wasting my time. To me, it's Jalen Samuels. This is Stephen Ridley we're talking about. As a resident Steelers yeah, it's kind fan. of what we all thought about. That's what we all kind of thought about where last week. Um, that's not what I, I – 
I'm just saying, about everybody, Ware everybody thought Ware was going to be, you know, top 12, top 15 running back last week because he was going to step right in for Hunt. And we didn't see that. We saw Damian Williams get involved. We saw Darren Williams get involved. Now they picked up Sharkandrick West to throw another body in. I'm just saying, you know, part of that's got to be on your mind that what if. And, and I have a little bit of that what if. I'm not saying Ridley I, I, is a great guy, not a guy I would, I would start in any way, shape, or form. All I'm saying is I am a little concerned. I'm, I'm not worried about what if when it comes to Stephen Ridley. And I think, I think Spencer Ware was overrated. You know, he he had a few good games in 2015. Well, you then weren't 2016. here to tell us that this last week, so we didn't know that. Okay, so I'm clarifying it that I'm the one exception. Then. <laughs> well, see, uh, then it was you know, your fault you weren't here. Well, Corey Corey was on that train with me too before Kareem Hunt <laughs> blew up. We both did like Spencer Ware. He's not that talented, you know. He, uh, you know, he surprised people for a little while in 2015, but in 2016 he said he's mediocre. He, you know, he showed he's mediocre. I think Jalen Samuel's probably more talented than Spencer Ware. All right, let's squeeze in a couple of prop bets here before the end of it. Um, that's a high total for Aaron Jones, 91 and a half. He saved people with a touchdown last week, but. Aaron Jones at ninety one and a half over under. I'm I'm leaning under there. I I'm going to go the opposite way. I think he goes over. Look, it, at just when we were starting to believe that he was going to be the main guy, all of a sudden last week McCarthy has him splitting carries again with Jonathan Williams, which made absolutely no sense. Just when when Jones was getting going and really digging into that offense, and you know it just didn't make any sense at all. I I think they go back to Jones this week heavily and get him really involved. I think he has a good chance to go over Jamal Williams to clarify. The Falcons the Falcons allow an Jamal NFC high thirty one point three fantasy points per game to opposing running backs, but whether it's Philbin or anybody else, you always have to be concerned that this becomes a pass-first team. You always have to be concerned about the volume team. here. Yeah, especially, especially team, Historically, with Aaron Rodgers, they've always been a pass-first team, and you have a pass-first coach, so that that's what makes this prop very tough. Uh, I'll give you. I'll do another one here. Zeke Elliott combined, rushing and receiving, 108.5, Scott. I think he only goes over that. The Eagles are just, they're so depleted on defense, I, I think. And, uh, you know, be, look, they're more against the pass against the run, but they're not great against the one run. They're middle of the pack, 15th against the road, opposing running backs, 24.3 points per game. But I think I think Ezekiel Elliott, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's going he's gonna to control this game. And by the way, for those of you saying the Texans didn't beat anybody, they beat these Dallas Cowboys that everybody's talking about. Yeah, when Dallas Cowboys weren't playing very good football. Different team. Beat Tennessee, right. too. Coming back for hour number two after this. You're Fantasy Sports Radio calls. Network. It's FST. We'll be right back. <laughs> 